All right, joining us, the head coach of the BU Terriers is Jack Parker. And uh, first of all, last night, the one-to-one tie uh, seemed like a game that didn't have a lot of flow, maybe due to the penalties. Uh, that that your your opinion as well after further review? Yeah, I watched the game uh, first two periods last night afterwards when I went home. And uh, I thought, first of all, the penalties were deserved. I didn't think there were any any cheap calls. You know, <laughs> that was, They earned the penalties. But um, I think that made the game disjointed to tie the guys out because the same guys are killing power play, playing power play and killing penalties. And uh, I don't, I don't think either team had a chance to show their skill five on five. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, both teams were in each other's faces. They did a good job defensively, and um, and both teams obviously so far this year have been fabulous killing penalties. So right. uh, that's why it wound up one one. And one of the reasons why we're both great killing penalties is both goaltenders are terrific, and they both played great last night. Mm-hmm. That could could easily been a four four game, you know. So. Uh, but it wasn't an exciting game to watch, I didn't think. We, hit, we just had a tie with Maine 2-2 in our building the week before, and it was a great college hockey game up and down. Both goalies played well. There was a lot of chances and a lot of great plays. This game was too disjointed, I think, for that. And I think we, we tied up. We roped it off ourselves, killing penalties and on the power play. Well, you mentioned the goaltenders, and obviously uh, Kieran Milan certainly seems to be back to the form of a couple of years ago. What, what has changed or what's different, if anything, for him this year? I just think he was, you know... He realized he didn't come in re- mentally ready to go the year before, but he was on a crowded bus. Nobody did. You know, we just won the national championship. There was a lot of self-satisfaction, a lot of thinking it was going to be easy, uh, and a lot of it, his problems had to do with himself early on. But then he started playing much better, and the team never caught up to him. You know, second half of the year he was playing as well as he played the year before as a freshman. But uh, we didn't play very well in front of him. We had a pretty good win streak. We went from I think in January. Uh, in, in early January, we were 10th in the league, and we wound up 3rd in the league, and a lot of that had to do with him playing real well. Um, but he's playing now better than he's ever played, so you know, that's that's a good sign for us. Another similarity between the teams, you mentioned the penalty kill, both these clubs, 1 and 2 in the nation in, in penalty kill, and your penalty kill is different this year. I seem, seem to be uh, more aggressive, particularly up top. Uh, is, is that a reflection of the personnel that you have, or just the desire to try to change things up? No, we changed a little bit of how we're doing things a little bit, and we're trying to block more shots, which we're doing better, better. but uh, we're just trying to take away some people, certain people's times and space, you know, time and spaces. And uh, we, we've done that a little bit. Sometimes we've been successful with that. When we haven't been, when there's a big great breakdown like there was last night a couple of times, and all of a sudden Merrimack had a great chance, Karen was there to, to make a fabulous save. Right. So we've been fortunate that way, too. Coach, uh, Charlie Coyle is a, a freshman who stepped in and made a great impact for you. Uh, have you been pleased with his development? He stepped in in uh, eight points in nine games, I believe. Uh, how do you feel about how he's progressed? I think he's been a, I think arguably he's our best forward, no question about that. Uh, might be our second best player on the team next to Karen Milan, or maybe third behind David Wasowski. But as a freshman, he's getting an awful lot of ice time, kills power, uh, kills penalties, plays power play, uh, first or second line center, depending on who, who we start on the given night. Uh, and he's, uh, he's played very, very well. So we're hoping he continues that. You know, sometimes freshmen, he's an 18-year-old freshman, you know, so sometimes freshmen can get a little tired and haven't, you know, haven't played this long of a season. So... Uh, we'll, we'll kind of monitor him a little bit. But I thought last night's game was his worst game that he's played so far this year, and he played well. He played pretty well. He didn't play great like he had been earlier, but he certainly, if that was his worst game, I'll take that. You know? I actually thought that one of the plays that stood out for me that he made, he came out and uh, gave up the body and blocked a shot or a, or a pass, an attempted pass in front. So that's, I mean, that's the type of play that I know you're looking for from your guys. Yeah, you know, we'd like him to be able to play in all three zones and do well, and he's certainly doing that. 
Um, to shift gears a little bit, uh, as we were talking just before off the air, uh, you received the uh, Lester Patrick Award along with Jerry York and uh, uh, a couple of the other guys uh, back in uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Garden. Uh, Cam Neely being a couple of the other guys. Yeah, well, you're right. You're right. He was, he was the headliner. <laughs> I'm trying to focus on you for this. But, uh, um, I got the impression of reading some of the comments afterwards that that, that, that was one of the honors that has particularly meant an awful lot to you. Can you explain why? Well, just take a look at who's received that award in the past, and it was it's, it's really something that people would. I said this is like an SAT test and an analogy test. You know, his five names. Pick out any four of the people that received it before and put my name in there and figure out which one doesn't belong. You know, <laughs> well, and, and you can you can pick out <laughs> me pretty quickly because uh, it, it is quite an array of uh, big time hockey people. You know, and to be included in that, uh, and to be included in that the same night that Jerry gets awarded it and and Cam uh, mm-hmm. got awarded it and Dave and was got awarded it was really nice. So uh, it was it was. It was a really fun night for me. I don't usually like to go to banquets or get have people tell you that you're doing a good job. It's, the way they did it too was it was a nice night to have it done that way too. It was pretty low key. The, the award, of course, for the folks who are listening and may not know, it's for service to hockey in the United States. And and, and I wanted to ask you, I guess, similar question that I asked Jerry back when we saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, things have changed an awful lot in college hockey from when you played, when you started coaching. Uh, it is so much more an avenue now to the pros in the NHL than it was then. Could you, could you have foreseen it then, or what in particular has changed over the years that has made that possible? I think that type of that situation you just alluded to has, has contributed to the biggest change, and the biggest change is the kids are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started coaching, kids came to BU to play for BU, mm-hmm. and they knew that was the end of the line. You know, and there, you know, there was no chance of playing pro hockey. There was only uh, there was only 12 teams at that time, and there weren't too many college players. Unless you were a goaltender, unless you were Kenny Dryden or something, you weren't getting out of the college hockey and going to play pro hockey. That changed in, uh, in the mid-'70s. Uh, and there was started to be a flow. Then the WHA opened up, and there, there was more open, more opportunity to play. Uh, but it still was a closed shop for Canadians, mostly, and for Canadian major junior eight players. Right. Uh, people kept recognizing the good the good players in college hockey. We kept getting better. Mm-hmm. And then we came into the, uh, the late '80s, early '90s, which I think was the heyday of college hockey, with people like Tony Amoni and Keith Kachuk and Ryan Leach and uh, Greggy Brown. You know, everybody had great players. Everybody had great players. Uh, and a lot of them, most of them, played in the NHL. Uh, all of a sudden, people think I'm going to be the next Tony Amonti. I'm going to be the next Billy Garrett. You know, that's um, hard to do that. You know? and, and, and I think that's what's. I think everybody's in a rush to get some place scored. I remember a few years ago, I was sitting with Travis Roy, and his G's coach. I've been coaching a long time. Uh, what's the biggest change? A lot of changes. Huh? I said, not really. Just two things. One, the face mask ruined the game. When they put the face mask in in 1980, it absolutely ruined the game and made it more dangerous. I said, and two, the kids are different, that's all. Everything else is just about the same, but the kids are drastically different. They asked me why, and I started telling them different stories. You know, I think that it's, it's amazing how, how, uh, how kids don't realize how good they have it where they are, and they're in a rush to get to the next level, you know. It doesn't matter where it is, you know. Got to accelerate out of, high, out of prep school. I got to leave prep school to go play junior hockey, even though, geez, Belmont Hill's a pretty nice spot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's amazing that that's, and they all, all for the carrot of, I'm going to be an NHL player. Well, every time I recruit a player, I tell them, and I, I don't care how good you think you are, and we're offering you a full scholarship, we think you're real good. I'd bet the mortgage on my house you don't make your living playing pro hockey. Mm-hmm. And I win that bet 95% of the time. With all the guys that play, we've had a lot of guys play NHL hockey, but we've had a lot more who didn't. You know, so it's a uh, that's the thing that's really tough to watch. 
you come into a rink tonight, Merrimack, where they've been trying to do some work over the last few years, upgrading the program, upgrading the rink as well. Uh, obviously, it's difficult. Your rink being the crown jewel of the league, obviously, and not everybody's going to have that the type of resources to do that. But, but it's, is this? A, I mean, I, I have to think it is. It's a positive thing what's going on here, and, and and has to contribute to the depth of the league. Well, first of all, Mark has upgraded the team, and uh, Merrimack should should catch up with them, and they have. You know, they. Uh, They've done a really good job trying to refurbish this building, and they've made it look look better. It's much more functional. It's much more pleasant for the, uh, for the home team, and it's much more pleasant for the visiting team coming into the locker rooms and all that stuff. And I think well, when they finish this other side of the stands here, it'll be a great place for the, for the fans. Uh, and I, you know, it just looks so much better. The, the access coming in and the, the front of the building and everything. It's just, you know, I, I congratulated the AD on the way in. You know, it was a hard thing to do. It was in, in this in this economy too for, for them to raise the money and get it done and they deserve a lot of credit the two of them the, the, uh, the coach and the AD they've done a great job and obviously they couldn't do that without a president that's on, on their side so uh, hats off to Merrimack for, for recognizing they got something special with the hockey team and we ought, to, we, ought to, we ought to house them in a nice building the one-one tie last night—it's funny. We, we've seen a few ties this year, and, and, and I guess uh, maybe I'm a traditionalist. I don't mind ties in hockey. Uh, a lot of times, it seems as though that's the way it should work out. Uh, I know that there's this movement now to get rid of the ties. What are your thoughts on that? I'll be surprised if the NCAA doesn't get rid of ties. I think we'll go to a shootout. I don't want to. I think I agree with you. I think you know. Sometimes we've had seven ties. Sometimes we've had three ties. So what? It's like, so, so if we have eight ties, it's like we got four wins and four losses. You know. Right. Uh, but you know. That that's playing hockey, and if you want to, you know, go four on four afterwards for five minutes, that would be okay with me. That's almost that's playing hockey too, but it's a different way of playing the game, though. Right? Uh, shootout is not playing hockey. You know? Shootout is just let's get it over with. Right. We might as well flip it going, you know. Right. So, uh, and somebody's the, the way they do it most of the time is somebody's still getting a tie point, and somebody's getting an extra point, you know. So it's mm. uh, we did it once in hockey east. Right. Uh, you, you got uh, three points for a win and. Uh, and two, uh, uh, yeah. no, uh, two points for a tie and five points for a win. You know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, people were all confused about what that yeah. was all about. You know, how many games? So I, I think it's. I don't think we have any control over it. I think I think the rules committee is going to change this. The, the NCAA is going to change this to get to shootouts. They all they ever talk about is ending ties, mm -hmm. getting rid of ties. You can't get rid of ties without a shootout. Right. You can't keep playing until somebody scores five. You know, we, we've done that in the NCAA tournament. You know, right. we start at 12 noon and finish at 6 o'clock <laughs> at night, literally. You know, so. And those have been some of the greatest games ever. Yeah, but uh, I think that I think sooner or later that we will get that. I think maybe we'll get it next year. Uh, I guess uh, final question as far as rules changes go. You, you happen to walk by. I was talking to Bernie last night about the uh, the half shield came up and. Uh, so I suppose most people agree that's probably not going to happen for a number of reasons. But if there's one rule change that did you would like to see that you think has a chance to pass in the near future, what would it be? Uh, I think the, the face mask. <laughs> Does it have a better chance then? Uh, than it has uh, a better chance than it ever has. Okay. I think that, but uh, unfortunately, I think the only way it's going to change is the only reason why we have it is because of lawyers, and the only way it's going to change is because of lawyers. What's going to happen is if somebody gets a, loses an eye with a half shield, quality of his life is diminished, but he's not blind. If somebody winds up in a wheelchair, and I know personally about that, quality of his life stinks. And uh, if a kid walks in with a patch over his eye in the, in the court of law, you're going to have to give him a few bucks. If he, walk, if he wheels in in the wheelchair, you're going to have to give him millions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to wind up with more and more kids in wheelchairs. We got more, you know, before you used to get a scar on your face and you used to get some chipped teeth, you know, and dentists were happy with it all, you know. Yeah. And now we got broken shoulders and broken knees and, you know, debilitating injuries all over the place. Uh, and the worst one is that people are going to wind up in a wheelchair, and, and it's because 
we're killing each other because of the face mask. Because one thing we're hitting harder, where the kids don't care about it, they don't think they can hear it. There's no respect. And the other thing is, kids can't see with a full face shield. You can't see. When you take away somebody's peripheral vision, it's a bad thing. Uh, anytime you ever hear any, oh, we, they blindsided them. You know, that's when you get hurt. When you get blindsided, well, yeah. you can get blindsided in hockey all the time because you, you got to look down because of the face mask. So uh, we'll get rid of it when somebody sues the NCAA over it. All the pro, all the professionals, all the coaches have told them the safest way to play is with a half shield. If it was the safest play to, way to play with a full shield, how come they don't play in the NHL? Yeah. That's their livelihood. Right. They know it's not the safest way to play, so we'll see. Well, Coach, I know I speak for John when I say uh, it's great to see you behind the bench. I've, oh, I meant to ask you this earlier. I mean, you, you look good. How do you feel? I feel good. You know, I had a little stress test last night in the yeah. first period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I feel fine. I get to do a cardiac uh, rehab exercises twice a week, and that helps me out. And every, everybody's telling me I'm doing fine. So we'll see. I, I'm only on the ice a couple of days a week, so I don't, I don't have to go out. I feel like I'm general manager. I sit in the stands and watch practice. <laughs> well, best of luck tonight in the season. Thank you. Thanks a lot.